welcome back to GRA 23. This will be our third and final episode of the series, and in this episode, we'll be covering the Enneagrams. If you don't know what an Enneagram is, you answer a short series of questions about your personality and uh, social skills, and once you finish the survey, it'll you receive a number, and whatever that number is represents what type of what type of personality you really are. In our American literature class, we recently took the Enneagram test, and I discovered that I was number three, or known as the achiever. And I agree with that. It's it analyzed me as being me being driven by success, and also said that the number the type threes are great at communicating and learning from mistakes, and I believe that is true. And then Eli, he received number seven, and that is the enthusiast. And Eli thought that his was accurate because he seeks excitement and always sees the good in things. And then there was Ryan, and then he received number nine, and that is known as the peacekeeper. But Ryan doesn't think that was very accurate. It describes him as very passive, which he does not entirely agree with. But he feels like he's more of a five or a three. There's a theory about Enneagrams, and this theory is the Enneagram theory, and it states that people are born with dominant personality types, and then those types can be molded by the environment and experiences in someone's life. If you take the Enneagram test and receive your dominant type, but resent with other types as well, it is natural. With all the results we got from our class, we were wondering, what is the rarest Enneagram? And we're using a website called Scary Mama. And it states, according to an Enneagram population distribution study, the rarest Enneagram is the investigator, type 5. And then in second place is type 8, the challenger. And then in third place is type 2, the helper. And then the most common type is type 9, the peacemaker. With that being said, we were wondering where all the types place in order. So number one is type nine with a 16.2%. Type six is the second most common with a 16.1%. Then type four with a 15%. And then type seven with a 13.7. Type three with a 10.5. Type one with a 8.9. Type two with an 8.5. Type eight with a 6.3. And type five with a 4.8%. So, based off Ryan's result, he is the most common one. I'm type 3, and I'm right in the middle. Me and Eli are right in the middle, actually. Both right by each other. And these results are based off about 190,000 results by. Something we learned after taking the Enneagram test is that each Enneagram type comes with a negative trait. And... We're using the website that we took our tests on, truity.com. My negative trait is we fear failure and not being seen as valued by other people. Eli's uh, negative trait was fear. they fear experiencing emotional pain, especially sadness and activity. And they seek to avoid it by staying busy. And then Ryan's negative trait, quote unquote, they fear pushing people away by prioritizing their own needs, and they tend to be passive, tend to be very passive.
another interesting thing we notice about the Enneagram test is that the Enneagram is divided around three types. Heart types, head types, and body types. Heart types depend on the emotional intelligence to understand their own reactions and connect with others. Head types depend on their intellectual intelligence to make sense of things and navigate the world around them. And body types depend on their instinctual intelligence to follow their gut and respond to threats and opportunities. We found this information from Trudy.com where we took our Enneagram test in Mr. Hart's class. I would like to thank you all for tuning in to our final episode of this three-part series. Um, this is GR23. Hope you all have a good day and peace.